Welcome back to PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast, a smorgasbord of fascinating insights and valuable information from Filipino physical therapists about the physical therapy profession and practice. In today's episode, I had a conversation with Gian Paolo Clares, a licensed physical therapist who is working as an occupational health specialist in Chevron Holdings Incorporated. He earned his bachelor's degree in physical therapy from Pamantasan ng Lungsod ng Maynila and is currently working on earning his master's degree in physical therapy in the same institution. Listen as he describes what he does as an occupational health specialist, how he got into that role from working in a typical physical therapy setting, and what he learned from his current work and why he loves working in Chevron. He also shares his insight on having a growth mindset collaboration, mentorship, and networking. So, grab a plate for another serving of PT Meal. Alright, so um, again, welcome uh, to all the listeners to, uh, to the PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. It's uh, a potluck of in- insights and information uh, by Pinoy Physical Therapists for Pinoy Physical Therapists. So, uh, so Pao, again, welcome to Thank the you. Uh, show. And uh, yeah, and so uh, very excited to what we're going to talk about. And so for those who uh, are not familiar with you, um, could you give us a brief background on um, how you became a physical therapist and what your current role is right now? I, I, I think um, it was that time uh, that uh, there's a demand for PT. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, I think nurses. so. Um, when I was taking up my um, entrance exam, um, well, after passing the entrance exam, sorry, uh, ayun, it was kind of like uh, my um, decision to take up uh, that course uh, without knowing actually what PT is. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I, I uh, similar to everyone who, you know, went through the process of um, yung five years natin and um, after that so after passing the 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 course I took up the exam na rin and uh, yeah luckily and fortunately yun nakapasa naman and I uh, immediately um, you know um, passed my resume and CV to different companies and different hospitals um, and yun may, may isang um, that uh, I uh you know accepted the job offer uh and siguro pare-pareho din uli tayo ng pinagdaanan dito so um i started working as a, a physical stare a, a pt volunteer with um allowance naman siya so um as compared to other volunteers na you know wala naman compensation wala nang allowance so i started working in a private clinic in Mega Mall so um it's uh, at Mega Clinic uh fifth floor kung hindi ako nagkakamali so tama, tama. Yung, yung private clinic um caters to um sport related injuries and patients and then the second bulk nung nung patients namin was work related so i did not mm-hmm. know then that you know um you, you know destiny's planning me to be on that course um mm-hmm. so i i was i worked there for for two years after that um, there's an opening in a in an academic institution, so yung 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 opening then was to uh, uh, 
I think it was a clinical supervisor role. Uh, tapos sa sports facility naman siya. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a, the, the facility sa in Emilio Aguinaldo College. So, yung mga patients mm-hmm. namin then was the athletes of that uh, college. So, yun mm-hmm. sa mga NCAA patients niya. So, I accepted that. Um, two years also in that role. Um, siguro, part of the role was to provide conditioning programs to, to the athlete. Mm-hmm. And again, little did I know that eventually I will be pursuing a career that would also somehow provide conditioning programs to um, yung mga workers natin. So after the two years stint in the sports facility, ayun, nagkaroon ng job opening through a colleague, previous colleague dun sa Mega Clinic. So um, this colleague um, endorsed nga na yun, there's an opening if I want to to apply. Um, so this is in Chevron. And that was, mm-hmm. um, what year is it ngayon? 2020? Nako, layo na pala. So, 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 so that was 2013 na nag-open sa uh-huh. Chevron. Um, so that time, it was a, a contractor role. Um, I was, uh, haba, no, sorry, haba man story ko. <laughs> okay, so, go, I was, go. Yeah, I was advised to like, um, if, if in the event that I performed well, syempre, you'll be absorbed naman. So, so um, the role is mainly um, ergonomics. So, mm-hmm. and then, then my patients, or we call them customers, or mm-hmm. the audience that we um, supported, for the ergonomics mm-hmm. role, we're mainly office-based workers. Um, these are workers that are in front of the computers for a prolonged period of time, being exposed in prolonged static postures and behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they really needed that program, the, the ergonomics program. So yeah, I, I applied and again, fortunately, I was absorbed in the team. So before... Um, Nung time ko noon, 2013, we are, uh, I, I'm in a team of six um, staffs, including our supervisor, our team lead. Ayun. So, tama no? Did I answer your question? <laughs> my my yeah, whole so career. Yeah. Your, so, your, the title of your role right now is an occupational health specialist, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. So, before, yeah. it was an RAI specialist. I, I started 2013. Um, and mm-hmm. eventually, it evolved into something bigger, bigger na yung scope. Mm-hmm. So now it uh, it's more of um, tackling occupational health. Meaning, um, mm-hmm. the difference back then, before, alam mo what the hazard is. So you're tackling ergonomic hazards in the workplace. Okay. But now, um, my task is to identify the other hazards in the workplace, um, in the in the you know the office space, or mm-hmm. in the um, well, they, they say it's BPO industry, but um, Chevron here in the Philippines is more of a shared service industry. But but nonetheless, it's quite the same. So what uh, yun, mm-hmm. yun yung mga inaalam namin ngayon, ano, ano yung mga hazards in, in an office-based um, setup, in a computer-based mm-hmm. setup. Mm-hmm. I see. So when you went to, when you came into Chevron as an RSI, um, was it completely different from how us physical therapists uh, approach things? So, what does an RSI do? So, 
Um, as an RSI specialist, RSI means um, repetitive stress injury or for um, like there are other terminologies for that. No? I, I guess some people would um, be more familiar with cumulative trauma disorder, um, repetitive musculoskeletal disorders, injuries, conditions, upper limb um, musculoskeletal disorders, or even lower limb musculoskeletal disorders. So those are the different terminologies. Um, for Chevron, um, they use RSI for like uh, for alignment for the whole enterprise. Um, and repetitive stress injuries are, or, or uh, we have this program called RSI Prevention Program in Chevron. And this program is instilled and installed by Chevron for workers who are um, exposed to repetitive stresses. And uh, mainly, these are people who are in the corporate offices, um, who are, you know, day to who have day-to-day -day job. The nature of their work is, you know, to be continuously working in front of the computer, as an example, um, or, you know, repetitively lifting as their main task manual handling okay the same with other industries they can also be exposed to rsis such as in the manufacturing industry assembly lines etc so in chevron we don't have that but mainly the office-based workers um, when i entered um, chevron it's already an established process um, and to give you an idea what chevron's repetitive stress injury prevention program is so it starts with um, uh, like a computer-based training for the workers. Um, yung, ito yung increasing the awareness, what's R, what, what RSI is, um, how do you get those, what are the different exposures. So, ikunari ako as a worker, um, yun nga, knowing that I'll be in front of the computer, so that the online training will tell me na kung ganito yung posture mo, you'll be more prone to developing RSI. If it's more than this duration, you'll be probably more exposed to having one. Um, also, what are the different behaviors? Kung pangit kang magumamit ng mouse, pangit yung keyboard mo, pangit yung ergonomic, eh, kung, kung baga hindi ergonomic yung setup mo, kunari, mababa yung um, monitor mo, that that will alone will like, um, can cause neck pains, neck discomforts, eventually leading to neck injuries. Um, after an online training, um, dito papasok and dito magsa-step yung RSI specialist. So, ito yung core nung, nung ginagawa namin before. Uh, well, ngayon pa rin naman ginagawa ko siya, but ito yung core talaga ng RSIPP. We provide a one-on-one -on -one ergonomic evaluation to all the workers in the company. So, Yung workers namin, they have their own um, company uh, provided ergonomic equipment such as they have their own sit-stand table. So the sit-stand desk, this is, uh, oh, ito yung, I, I am not sure if everyone or your listeners are familiar but um, I can explain naman. So um, ito yung pwede mong, there's, you have buttons to set up the height of your desk in the sitting position, could be in the standing position. And then it has a, a huge range to cater the different anthropometrics naman. Um, what else? Um, so the, the company also provide them um, ergonomic keyboards, ergonomic mouse, 
um, a monitor um, arm to again for for the monitors to be adjusted well in the correct height um, and the distance as well. Ergonomic chairs are also provided. So some of the key features of our chair is pwedeng not just the height but also yung length nung inuupuan nilang mismong seat. So we call that the seat depth. So you can actually adjust it forward, backward to support the thighs of the employees well. Um, what else? A lumbar support. Pwede mo siyang i-adjust then accordingly dun sa lower back area nila. Nasaan man siya. Um, the, the inclination of the backrest, if there's a need to adjust them, it's also adjustable. In lack ng backrest. So, yeah, everyone is, um, uh, has their own company um, provided equipment. And then, as an RSI specialist, we conduct the Ergo Eval. We help people adjust. We teach them how to adjust. And not just uh, physical alignment, but we also provide them or teach them the correct way of using those equipment. So more so of everyone, yeah. So everyone in the company that is exposed to that um, repetitive movement are provided those equipments. Walang pinipili as in lahat sila mayroon ganun. Yes, that's correct. Everyone. Ah, uh-huh. how amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's actually a good investment. Like um, right. late, recently, um, so, so we had a, a study on um, what's the value of investment. And the, our this is just a small study, more of um, yung business goal namin is um, are we is the company investing too much or is there savings behind that? So the result of the study we conducted was um, the the company actually saves a lot because if you don't you know invest in those equipment um, and if you don't you know follow the different ergonomic principles. Um, siyempre, it will result to injuries and injuries will, you know, incur a lot of um, money then, di ba? Like, um, people will be hospitalized um, whether in an outpatient or inpatient basis if they incur injuries, right? So, what we use as a measure is actually we've taken some data from our medical premium and we found out that mas mababa yung musculoskeletal injuries namin as compared to the other companies in the same industry. And from there, we've like calculated how much we, uh, you know, yung cost avoidance namin, uh, comparing it to the average of the different companies. And yun, we found out that may savings pa kami. Oo, as compared to bumili kami ng mga different equipment namin. Yeah, so it really is a good investment, yeah. Mm-hmm. So did that study also show kung um, the ergonomic uh, modifications that you implemented affected absenteeism? Ah, good question. <laughs> good question. We haven't, you know, covered that yet. Mm-hmm. But we have a different study for absenteeism. Uh, it's actually a collaboration with us and uh, the HR partners um, and mainly implemented by our HR partners. Um, not with ergonomics, but um, uh, what do you call this? Well, so there, there are related to injury, probably. Ah, uh, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but we have absenteeism um, decrease due to several administrative controls conducted by the HR. So, um, re I, I think two years ago, we just implemented the telecommute policy. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like working from home once a week, and flexible working hours. So, um, not really into injury, but what would that you know, translate to our absenteeism and they found out that our absences decreased because of those administrative controls. And um, just, just to connect, um, um, when you heard of administrative controls, it's not related to occupational health, but it, it really do is related to occupational health. Because um, part of the reason why they, con you know, they have... Uh, formulated that administrative control is that people do report discomforts because of um, like we receive reports na because of commuting. Like here in Manila, you know how far workplaces are from people's home, diba? It might take, you know, an hour at an average to and from work. One way pa lang yun, diba? Uh -huh. So yeah, we receive a lot of those. Yeah. And of course, the stresses behind that, it can also, you know, be, you know, cause discomfort, physical discomfort. There's an indirect relationship eh, diba, with psychosocial factors with that. No? What else? Um, you, uh, you know, other things that people would need to do at home, like their um, recreational activities and even their domestic activities with their families, diba? So... So, so those are, you know, very indirect factors that could result to absenteeism and how do we, you know, control that. One of the things that we did was, you know, those administrative controls in place. And it, yeah, it's a collaboration because part of my job before then, well, hanggang ngayon naman, no? so I analyzed the uh, absences data and yeah. So, ngayon, somehow, the, the absences pattern is decreasing naman na. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, malaki pa yung change from what your previous title was as an RSI specialist to now an occupational health specialist or did the scope of your um, mm -hmm. role increase with that change in title? So, so we've talked about RSI kanina, yung injuries, what I do, yung mga face-to-face -face evaluation, raising awareness, yeah. And then we've talked about the, the admin control. So those are the additional scope. Kasi you're, you're looking hazard, occupational hazards in, the, with a, in a bigger picture na, not just the ergonomic hazards, eh, di ba? So, um, yeah, malaki yung pagbabago kasi you're also considering um, non- occupational exposures so even yung mga kumbaga parang you're also thinking of psychosocial factors now that could affect not just absences as a result yeah so absenteeism is one just just one you know um result kasi of the different hazards or the different factors affecting uh work no but there are other things pa na consider ko with my new role um and you know as an example Abs, uh, you mentioned absences. There's also productivity na involved, efficiency, um, and also um, what else? A anything that could, you know, potentially has an effect on human performance. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, even indirectly how it affects attrition for the company. Yun, yung mga so, um, human performance, a medyo ang focus namin ngayon is how people would perform better. How people would not make errors through, like, in the health and medical space, kung human performance siya, we want to make sure that we are able to um, manage din yung mga psychosocial factors and physical factors. That's our focus areas. Okay. Meaning, we don't want people to get stress, fatigue, whether it's physical fatigue or mental fatigue, distraction as a result of discomforts in the workplace, yung mga ganon. So, yeah. So, how, how do you find out those factors that would affect your uh, customers there? Good question. So, yeah, good question. So, this is where my work kicks in. Um, I, I start with consolidating all our data. So, I use the data from our periodic medical examination or it's like a, a, an annual physical exam. Diba parang yearly we have those and then there's data, diba? We collect those. Um, I use that. I also use the data from our consultation. So, whenever people come in, have, because we have our in-house doctor. Eh. Uh, so, um, yeah, those um, data that they gather, why they get sick, I also use that. I also use the data that the pre- our, our premium providers give us. Absences data. And from there, I try to analyze. And, um, well, uh, more of the descriptive statistics. Like, what, is, what, what are our top um, 10 illnesses, probably? Top 10... Um, consulted na illnesses or injuries, even with the premium providers, and yung mga matataas yung utilization namin, you consolidate that, you generate descriptive statistics, and you come up with the list of different, you know, illnesses already. That will be, mm-hmm. you know, somehow be a, a, um, a basis for you. And then from there, you prioritize uh, through different methodologies pa. We try to prioritize. And minsan, um, you you will also discover like a whole umbrella of in illness. Like um, right now, our company, well, based on on my analytics, our company now focuses on dyslipidemia because we have a high percentage of people who have dyslipidemia. And eventually, if that if that population of yours will work in your company in years time, pa, you know what dyslipidemia. It's one of the mm-hmm. lifestyle diseases that will eventually or probably lead to different neural, you know, cardiovascular disorders or stroke, etc. So more That's of really it for the long term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now we are investing prevention, not just on the ergonomic hazards, but also prevention on how people um, will manage their lifestyle. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not, I don't know any companies that are uh, so invested in their um, employees that they would try to find mm-hmm. out health problems that they can at least address and prevent. Parang in companies, sabi nila, it's your problem, ikaw bahala dyan. Yeah, yeah. Pero nakakatawang, 
marinate from from your company that they are trying to identify problems, mm-hmm. health problems, personal health problems ng, ng, ng employees and they're trying to find ways in helping their employees out. Yeah. Kasi mm-hmm. it's true naman like if if you invest in your employees, they're healthy, they're happy, they mm-hmm. would produce more, they yes, would work perform harder, better. Would Correct. Better. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so everything is connected, no? So, mm-hmm. yeah, um ang return naman kasi sa company noon is again, you all you will always think of the value of investment, eh, diba? So, mm-hmm. you're investing with like different programs, you you'll provide budget for that and what what what's in it for the company in return, no? So, um yeah. actually, um 2019, the employee survey result showed that yung mga health and medical programs is actually one of the highest in terms of employee engagement. Engagement is a form of like a good um, return to the company. Diba? Uh, also, attrition. So, if your company bumaba yung attrition, then yeah, right. it might be because of um, a good, you know, the company has good core values. Yung isa sa core values right. ng company is making sure that employees are healthy and, and safe. So probably, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be part of Chevron because mm-hmm. Chevron really values um, the workforce, people. Mm-hmm. And kaya yeah. nga, our, our tagline ngayon is Chevron is the human energy company. Eh. Uh, it really mm-hmm. does value human uh, mm-hmm. people and um, malaki rin naman yung return sa kanila eventually. Mm-hmm. Ah, win win, win win. Right. Yeah. So how how do you relate um your your physical therapy background mm-hmm. to, to this uh role that you're in now? Mm-hmm. Um and yung direct relation kasi is really yung sa RSI. Um being an ergonomic specialist back then, no? But uh, well, well sige, just to um, provide details further, like before, we assess people. Like as a PT, diba, we do clinical assessment. Um, majority of us probably kapag meron ng injury, diba, kaya nga we are rehabilitating. But having knowledge of rehabilitation, um, you also would have you know, an edge in terms of prevention ng musculoskeletal injuries. Um, well, aside from yung sa ergonomics side, malaki rin yung, yung factor and edge ng PT in the occupational health. Like for example, um, yun nga eh, on the prevention side, you are, you can, you have an edge in, you know, in the fitness for duty space. Uh, pag sabi mong fitness for duty, you are um, making sure that people are fit for their work. Okay? Kasi ngayon yung, dap- ganun yung dapat na ginagawa natin. It's not the opposite, no? Um, kasi nga, if, you, kunari, for example na lang, ha, a person is disabled and you have a work that design, that, that, that's designed to do something tapos you're um, discrediting the, the disabled na to doing the work. So it's not the opposite. So if you have a disabled person, you make sure that this disabled person is fit to do this job. Okay? And how do you do that? You design something para magawa niya yung trabaho and not designing a work for the disabled person. 
So, yeah, in, in the whole fitness for duty space, malaki din yung potential ng PT. Kasi we know how to make things work for people. We provide them the, the you know, diba, the quality of life for them. Diba? So, yeah, what else? Um, uh, like I've mentioned a while ago, we're focusing on dyslipidemia, eh, diba? And one of the, the things afterward, kasi you know already eh, that that's your... Um, that's a problem, eh, diba? So, you have to design a good workplace program to target that in the long run. So, as a PT, right now, ang edge ko is I know exercises. I know conditioning. Diba? So, I know um, how my population will be engaged into exercise program, lifestyle changes, dietary changes, etc. Because I'm a PT. So, oh, nakikita mo naman yung connection, no? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you sound really well-versed well na sa mga um, uh, tawag dito sa terms of occupational health, of business. Was this something that you have already known before coming into Chevron? Uh, thanks for, for that question. Unfortunately, um, I, I still think that the PT curriculum in the Philippines needs to improve more. Because um, I started zero talaga when I joined Chevron. I learned everything in Chevron, whether it's through their internal trainings, through mentorship, through different exposures that I had with my initiatives in Chevron. Um, and even in the business side, um, Talagang, I, I was culture shocked. Kasi, um, yeah, kasi nga, we, we are used to, you know, handling people na we are on top of our patients, diba? but But this time, it's more of, ano na eh, on the business side, it's more of collaboration, partnership, you have to respect opinions, etc. And you have to no- develop your business acumen. And yun nga, in our curriculum, we don't have that, eh. Diba? We have the okay, technical business. skills. Correct, correct, mm. right? And why is that? Because um, I, I guess another development in our country, in the Philippines, is that we need to prove that PT is really needed in the corporate world. Diba? And even in the occupational health setup. And um, that's what I, I, I guess the PPTA is after right now. Um, they wanted to show our worth as a PT in the occupational health space. Uh, that included in the corporate setting. Mm-hmm. And once we build up, you know, the need for PTs, um, eventually, eh, uh, yun nga, mag, mag-start na rin that we, you know, um, include the different uh, competencies and skills, organi- or organizational skills included in the PT, PT curriculum. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about PPTA. Um, mm-hmm. Are you willing to, like, open a... a uh, yeah, special interest group in occupational health. Yeah, so actually, um, I think this was just um, last month. Uh, I was invi- invited to talk with um, how what, what I do in Chevron. Um, this is a half-day um, seminar by PPTA um, just to try to, you know, um, uh, raise awareness Yun, yun muna eh, more of raising awareness on what PT can do first. And I'm not sure what stage they're in right now, but 
um, that I, I think that's a trigger for a special committee or a, a, like an SIG for PPTA. Hopefully, it will transpire soon. But uh, I have some updates, but uh, I, I did not get a go signal from them if I can, you know, share it already. But no, but but there is, there is. Yeah, they're they're working on it. Um, nasa stage palang of um, you know pitching in ideas etc. Um, but what you're doing now as a podcast or even you are somehow raising awareness that because it always will start with um, awareness. And once people are empowered, motivated, like if there's like a light bulb in their head, dun naman sa start yun eh. People will you know act, take action by themselves naman eh. Mm-hmm. Right, because I I think I I don't know if this is still the 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 mindset of the physical therapist or recent graduates of physical therapy. It's mm-hmm. like after graduation, you go to a hospital, you work there, or you go to a, an outpatient clinic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, parang hindi pa masyadong aware yung iba that there are a lot of industries that right. physical therapists can work. Hindi lang hindi lang uh, patient care, healthcare. Right. So our skill set. It's really not just for patient care. Like what you're doing, mm-hmm. the the uh, assessment process, mm-hmm. identification of um, risk factors of hazards, and educating on um, uh, proper movements mm-hmm. and the anthropometric measurements and ergonomics of workplace. Pasok siya sa skill set ng PTA. So hindi yes. lang. So, Kung ano yung, yung skills set natin, pwedeng talaga sa iba't ibang industries, hindi lang in healthcare, in patient yes, care. Yes, yes. Totoo yun, tama. Um, and um, I, parang I, I heard some trend pa nga that uh, people after graduation, they take up NPT again, eh, di ba? Uh, oh, nothing, yeah, yeah, oh, nothing against that, but it's still the same right. track eh, kasi you'll be in the clinical setting pa din, eh, di ba? Right. So mm-hmm. you have a good point. Malaki talaga ang potential ng PT in the other industries, mm-hmm. not just in the hospital right. and clinical-based setting. Right. Um, and just to share, um, WCPT has their own. Um, not sure if it's SIG din yung kung tawagin nila. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure PPTA SIG yung tawag nila. It's special interest group. Mm-hmm. But kay WCPT, there's also a similar SIG. It's already established. And it's occupational mm-hmm. health and ergonomics. So for for PTs mm-hmm. who are interested, they can uh, look into that. There, they they can be easily searched in the LinkedIn. I think they have a Facebook and Instagram profile as well. Mm-hmm. So in, in your um, what? How many years now? Six years? Seven years? Seven, years, seven years in April. What was the greatest lesson that you learned in your career? Um, in, in occupational health? Um, yung pagiging flexible and uh, the growth mindset. Yun yung natutunan ko. Um, we, kanina pa natin pinag-usapan nga, diba, that PT is usually working in silos. Eh. Um, parang we are always um, situated in a specific type of um, environment na PTs are, should be in the clinics, PT should be in the hospital, and PT should only develop these types of skills and competencies. But uh, when I got in in Chevron, yun yung talagang tinatak ko sa utak ko. I have to 
have the growth mindset. That mm. even what is the growth mindset? Okay, so anasya, it's like um, you accept yourself. Na parang there's always um, development, there's always progress, there's always an opportunity to learn. Um, may mga trainings ako na I attended, like um, it's really IT specific. Na there's three, parang there's I, I, at start I I don't know how I will relate it to the profession, but eventually there's really connection between the two. Um, and yun um, lagi lang dapat uh, you know you have to outgrow yourself. Don't be uh, mediocre. Like, kung ganito ka na, um, don't settle for less. Improve, improve. Um, yun, yun yun number one. Eh. And then there, there's a lot of avenues that you can learn. Eh. One of which is, ito, podcast. You listen to different, um, uh, you know, um, people who are in experts in the field. Like what you're doing right now, you're um, actually interviewing people who are, you know, experts in their own um, spaces, say, diba? Um, there's also not just um, yung mga classroom-based trainings, not not just the online trainings that you can get. Um, it's always traditional, eh, diba? Like us PTs, we always learn through workshops and all. But but it's actually marami pang other ways and means. Eh. Ako, I invested in mentorship. In Chevron, I have a lot of mentors. I tried to reach out with, uh, like, um, I have a business mentor. Meron akong learning and development mentor. Those are, they they are not PTs, ha, but they but but you know they're experts in those fields and they try to you know give you advice and recommendations on how you can improve in this space, diba? So I how, how important that, is it to mm-hmm. have uh, a mentor for you personally? How important is it to have a mentor for for me? Very important, sha. Um, Kasi not just you're learning from them, from their experiences, but you also build your relationship with them. You also try to build your network around them. Uh, eventually, they'll tap you to do something for them, a collaboration may- maybe, um, or maybe not related to what you're doing right now. Um, maybe some other non-related business stuffs that, Pagka you are able to, to build your relationship with other networks, then eventually, um, you know, you, you'll be able to find that connection. Eh. So, not just that, but in the business sense, in, in the business space, um, once you are able to build your network, it's easier to work with people and with your customers. Eh. So, yeah. So, and dami, and dami, not just learning, you also build relationship, you network, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and then, right now, there are opportunities for you to learn. Um, yun nga, online pa lang. I, 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 I'm not sure if it's existent before, nung mga, yung nasa students pa lang tayo, diba? So, parang dati, it's always books lang, eh, diba? But now, you have a lot of different ways na. You have e-books. Tapos, the, the you know, the references and resources are easily... Uh, you can easily reach them na through the network, through the internet, di ba? So, I, I guess yun, yun yun lang. Um, I, I wanted to highlight probably reaching out, you know, mentorship. That concludes the first part of my interview with Dian Paolo Claris. Catch him again on part two of our conversation. 
come back for another helping of PTML Physical Therapy podcast. See you and stay safe.